0: Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog.
1: This week, we discuss two fall mecha anime, a Warrior at the Borderline, and Rumble Garandal. Yeah! I definitely pronounce both of those wrong.
0: I thought they sounded pretty good, actually.
1: Is it actually called Amime, or is it like A-M-A-I-M?
0: I really don't know. <laughs> we, we, we need to listen to a bunch of other people and see what the general consensus is for this. Or we could just say Kyokai Senki if we really wanted to uh, make it a little easier on ourselves.
1: Yeah, where's the Amime even come from?
0: I, I don't know.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the original title, that doesn't have that at all, right? No. I don't think so. Okay. Well, whatever. Your notes page almost gave me a heart attack when I saw there's 25 episodes of this garbage.
0: Can you believe it? I thought this was going to be like a single core show. And then I saw that it's a two core show. And I'm not quite sure I'm here for You know that I actually dropped the show, but I picked it up specifically so we could talk about it. Because I thought you liked it.
1: I thought I liked it too. And then I <laughs> watched after the first episode and it sucked.
0: All right, well, let's let's rewind a little bit and just talk a little bit about what this show is, which it is a sunrise show, so it does look good, right?
1: Well, the robots look good.
0: You don't think the characters look good? I mean, it doesn't look like shoddy design or animation, right? Like, it looks well done.
1: Yeah, I guess they just like look like children. Well, yeah. They're supposed to be like those evil occupiers, and they look like little kids with silly hairdo.
0: Wait, who are we talking about? Because, like, the main characters, aren't they the rebels?
1: Yeah, I was talking about the, like, Australians.
0: Oh, they look like kids to you? Okay, I have to go back and rewatch, because I-, I didn't think they looked like kids.
1: They just look kind of childish, like very rounded, fluffy hair.
0: Okay. Hmm. From what I can tell, is this an anime original?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, that surprises me. Oh, why? You know, I don't know. I just... I'm used to shows like this. I I just expected something of this nature to have a source material. And so the fact that it's an anime original just wasn't what I expected. And I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know know if it matters. I think I tend to be a little skeptical about how they're able to sort of follow through on a good pacing and making sure that things are all of the threads are followed through, you know, that they don't have any loose ends. And not having that source material, it could be good or bad.
1: Yeah, That means
0: they have less restrictions, they don't have expectations, but then on top of that, that means that they also maybe don't have the guidance that they need to get this done in 25 episodes. Or maybe they'll drag it out way more than it needs for 25 episodes.
1: Yeah. So far, I thought the pacing seemed fine. It's just more it's the... Okay. The content, which is the problem.
0: <laughs> okay, so go ahead and uh, explain this content a little bit then.
1: The Japanese are very oppressed by the three occupying powers, the Australians, the Chinese, and the Americans. I thought there was four major
0: economic blocks.
1: Three? Oh, there's four?
0: That's what the thing says, but like, I'm trying to remember what the heck they even are.
1: Oh, well, maybe there's four. It doesn't matter. I can't tell them i would anyway. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> the, this kid, he likes building stuff, and uh, he he finds a grovad, and he he fights them, and then he joins the the terrorists. I mean the the rebel, no, the freedom fighters. Yeah,
0: that's right. Some of them are called terrorists, right? People who support these other nations call them terrorists, but the Japanese people, they're uh, freedom fighters. They're uh, right. rebels, right?
1: Yes, exactly. And I don't know, that that's fine. That's basically the setup to Code Geese, right? But uh, it's just very poorly done. Like, it feels very stereotypical. Like, you have the rival character, who they have this, like, rivalry bromance thing going. But they just, like, half ass it, and they're like, oh, they don't get along. Now they're best friends. And it kind of just, like, leaves it to the viewer to fill in the blanks. Because you've seen this in a million other robot shows. The girl dies, and it's supposed to be very tragic, and she leaves behind the necklace. But like, he met the girl literally 10 minutes ago, and they had one conversation. So just like, what?
0: But it was a meaningful and extremely impactful yes. conversation, Draggle. Like, you just cannot put
1: exactly. any kind of
0: marker on like quality and depth of feeling, right?
1: Like, yeah. You can't do that. So yeah. it could have
0: been life-changing for him, this discussion.
1: It could have, yeah. (laughs) She was uh, cute when she took off her clothes and they went swimming together, I guess. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I don't even remember that, but I'm sure you remember it pretty well.
1: Yes, that's what happened.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, like you, I'm not a really big fan of the character designs. Just, like, the whole setup, this whole world. And then, like, this feeling of victimhood, like, ooh, we're the Japanese, oh, we're, we're oppressed. Like, it just <laughs> wasn't working for me from the first episode, so I dropped it.
1: Yeah, it's very right-wing, I think. It's like, oh, we, oh yeah. the Japanese need to build the army again, and we need to defend ourselves.
0: We need to protect our identity and our nation.
1: Yeah, but it's really funny, because it, it just comes across as it's all projection. Of the things in the show that the other countries are doing to them are all things that Japan did to other countries in the past and has never really taken much responsibility for and also their their idea of like what it's like to be colonized is kind of ridiculous. oh, it's just like oh, the soldiers walk into town and but the soldiers are like super incompetent, they can't even find the guy. They have their rebel base in the forest, and they they can't even find it in the vast Japanese wilderness.
0: Well, don't you know, in this time of time and age, with that kind of technology, it's still a jungle, and they'll never be able to find them.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> Didn't the girl explain how they took control of like all the satellites in that area? They did. So. They did explain yes, that. Yes, yes.
1: Make, makes perfect sense.
0: So don't forget about that.
1: Yeah, but it's just like they don't have much imagination of what it's like to be. To be oppressed and occupied.
0: Sure, they did. You had that that guy and his kid, like trying to just go out about their normal business and getting pulled over by that guy in his car and immediately taken prisoner for human trafficking.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then they—I don't know. Everyone talks shit about the soldiers behind their backs, and it, it all just feels like window dressing.
0: Well, something I did find kind of interesting, Japan is supposed to be the victim here, and the other nations are supposed to be oppressors, or at least they are, uh what do you call it, like they're just overseeing it. So it seems like, of that town where he goes to return the necklace, that was in particular a, a pretty bad <laughs> member is it o- of Oceana? I don't even remember what, the, what what area is controlling that particular city.
1: I think it was, yeah.
0: It does seem like when you, when you see like the aftermath of him uh, exposing the guy's human trafficking, that was not condoned by higher ups, and so he does have to face charges for that. But it feels still pretty half ass.
1: <laughs> it does. And then they're just like, "Well, we'll deal with this later." Now we have to fight the terrorists who revealed. The Scrawn doing, that was bad.
0: Yeah, and I honestly, I'm not fully caught up. I'm one episode behind what I think is out. I think I'm at episode five of six that's currently out. So I don't mm-hmm. know what happened after that whole town incident.
1: I watched it, but I don't even remember.
0: Oh, no, that's not good.
1: I feel that's like they just had to the reset to the base again.
0: <laughs> well, I know that there was sort of a hint of a third pilot, right? So I haven't met oh, yeah. her yet. Oh, the- yeah
1: she showed up
0: she does show up okay
1: there was a a great cliffhanger where uh she showed up and she sh- said like two words and then it cut to the credits <laughs> i i forget what she even said but i thought it was really silly hmm
0: well i'll at least watch until i get to meet her sort of see where this sh- show goes but i have very low hopes of continuing this show to the very end honestly
1: me too Oh, the other thing we didn't even touch on was the stupid AIs. They're so annoying.
0: They're so cute, though. They make you feel a little bit more uh, attracted to these mechas because you have these little AIs that are like your best buddies, and they're really attuned well with their pilots. And what could go wrong with cute AI like that?
1: Yeah, no, it it makes me want the robots to die. What?
0: (laughs) Isn't (laughs) that that
1: bad? (laughs) I'm generally pro-robot, but...
0: Well, what about it doesn't work for you? Like, why do you hate them so much?
1: It's annoying. Their voices are annoying. I want to strangle them. Wow. You don't feel like this?
0: They can't help their voices, Drago. That's pretty rude of you to judge them for their voices. It
1: is rude of me, but that's how (laughs) I feel. (laughs) Well, in my defense, you haven't met the third robot, which is even more annoying. It's an Italian... I'll spoil it. It it claims it's an Italian robot. An
0: Italian robot. I love it. Yeah. I know you liked the show at the start. And then after the first episode, you no longer like it. Like, what did it do that made you lose faith in it, or where did it go wrong?
1: Well, in the first episode, it hired robots and they fought <laughs> things. And then yeah. in the second episode, I had more time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I think it was bad in the first episode too. Just I ignored all of the You're good hopeful! Flags. I was hopeful, yeah. Uh. I was like, oh, it's robots. Maybe it can turn around. I thought Gundam 00 was stupid, but I still enjoyed it, even though it's stupid. All right,
0: let me ask this in a different way, then. What could it have done to save it? What do you wish it had done instead? Because you were comparing this to like, Code Geass, weren't you?
1: The, I think the setup's kind of similar to Code Geass. But yeah. it's nowhere near as exciting as Code Geass. Code Geass is like what's going to happen? He's, he's got this betrayal. You never know what's going to happen next. This one is so predictable. Mm-hmm. The other thing is just like the characters. This main guy is so lame. He's boring. He's boring, yeah.
0: I mean, I kind of understand his his hesitance of wanting to join the Resistance based on him having grown up with all the propaganda, right? And he doesn't want to be a terrorist, he doesn't want to kill people. Like, all of that is relatable. I got kind of, like, Ava vibes with, like, how anti-violence he was and how scared he was, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem as convincing with his character. I just I just find him boring.
1: Yeah. Why? All, all those things, like, with the hesitance to violence, they, they've had it in, like, every other mecha show does that same thing with the protagonist. But every other time, it's more interesting than this guy.
0: Why is that, though? Isn't that weird?
1: I think it's just like how they present it. Hmm. Like, his, his objections are more just like half-assed middle school philosophical rather than emotional objections.
0: I wonder if there's anything this show can do to save itself.
1: Uh, they could kill off the main character. <laughs> And all his AI friends. And all
0: the AIs. <laughs> hmm. So it doesn't sound like we can recommend this show, honestly.
1: No, we can't. I'm going to keep watching it, just because I love ra- watching the Great Wing propaganda shows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to see where else they're going to go with this?
1: I do, yeah. Okay. And But even like in that line, it's not as interesting as Mahuka, which uh, advocates like killing all the Chinese and uh, stuff like that. This one is very half-assed Great Wing.
0: At least at least Mahoka, like that wasn't half fast, it just went for it, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you could at least respect it for that of nothing else,
1: yeah, this one like tries to camouflage it and human decency and pretending they're the victims,
0: all right, well, if you don't have anything else to say about this, do you
1: no, although I still don't know what a mime is,
0: yeah, well, who cares, but yeah. <laughs> What about this other show with another unique title called Rumble a Garandal?
1: Yeah, this one, this one I'm honestly a bit disappointed in as well, but it's much better than the previous one. What, what did you think?
0: Okay, well, this is another anime original, and I think it sort of gives off that individuality a lot more, right, than A mime. And I actually had a lot of fun with it from the very beginning, and I'm still kind of having fun with it now, even though I'm not really that interested in this world or its characters. I just think it's kind of ridiculous and very light in content, so I just watched it on the side.
1: Yeah, I think we felt very similarly. Oh? Uh, That's about how I felt, too. Like, it's very quirky, it's Mm -hmm. kind of uh, amusing, but there's really not much substance to it. It just feels like a light distraction.
0: I feel like if you want to argue for substance here, you're going to have to really, really go for it. (laughs) You're going to have to go pretty deep past the fluff to discuss how, hey, this is actually like a spoof and like inspired by all these other types of mecha shows. That's why it includes this and that. But at the heart of it, I'm really just watching this because it's silly and easy to watch. And yeah. I'm not really looking to do like an in-depth discussion of why it is the way it is.
1: Yeah. Although I, I feel like even along that lines, I was kind of wet down. Uh, I thought the first episode Radio. was very entertaining, mm-hmm. and I haven't felt like the later episodes have lived up to that. Really? Like, in the first episode, remember when the girl came out of the thing? And it was... I, I thought that was amusing.
0: The girl in the robot, the one who is super into yeah. mecha shows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was very sort of an aha moment, right? Like, she's real!
1: Yeah, and then all this stuff with like, oh, he needs to be passionate. There just hasn't been a moment that lived up to those ones, I feel. Especially this idol arc.
0: Yeah, and then when they did it in subsequent episodes, I just wasn't as excited as before. And then when they tried to do it again with the idol, in an idol way, it wasn't as exciting as before either.
1: Yeah, it felt like it's... Doing the same story, just not as, not as good.
0: It's just a different flavor of the same thing, right? right. Like a different
1: fruit. Exactly.
0: Well, I mean, let's, let's give another quick synopsis of this, because here we again have another idea of Japan in the future. And, you know, originally when we talked about comparing these two, we said they were kind of opposites right uh you were talking about how like before it was how in mm it's japan that's been sort of oppressed and split up between these four other nations and then rumble all is like its own japan but it's like pushing for a certain image of japan but when i was reading about the synopsis i was actually surprised so again this shows how little i guess i'm paying attention to the storyline it seems like this is a japan that's been taken over by invaders uh Like, alternate world invaders is what the synopsis says, which I don't remember that being explained, do you?
1: No, you can see in my notes, I, I read the description you wrote down, and I was also shocked that they were aliens.
0: I mean, I'm pulling this from the Funimation blurb. Okay, so I either need to go back and rewatch this and see if I just totally missed this, or this is poorly phrased, and what they mean is this entire thing is an alternate world, and that the invaders are just like another country that's not Japan.
1: Yeah. Well, let me just read part of it for our listeners. Conquered by alternate world invaders, Japan has become a shadow of what it once was. Manga, anime, idols, and war are censored by these parallel universe overlords, or so it seems. In the less than legal stars of Akihabara, Hosomichi joins a group of female freedom fighters made up of pilots and otakus. So yeah, I didn't I didn't know they were aliens. What's it talking about? Free female freedom fighters? I thought like most of them were male. <laughs>
0: that's what i don't get. i was like what do you mean female? i mean i guess the the girls and the robots with him
1: some of them are female
0: <laughs> this is just screaming like here let me try to grab your attention and get like the guy viewers to to jump on this show without much uh revealing of what this is really like
1: yeah i, I was very confused by that too Maybe it's spoilers for later episodes when we reveal that they're from an alternate world.
0: Why would you spoil that in the synopsis, though?
1: Or maybe just neither of us paid attention.
0: Yeah, so like, originally, again, didn't you say that this was kind of the opposite of Amime, right? You didn't really think of the Japanese as the oppressed here.
1: No, I thought they were oppressing themselves.
0: (laughs) like a super strict version of the people
1: yeah. oppressing
0: like the otaku areas. I don't know, the indecent people.
1: They they call themselves the the true empire, right? Yeah. It makes you think of the Japanese Empire. Yeah. And their uniforms are kind of similar, I think.
0: Maybe. Maybe. You know what I'm kind of reminded of. This might be a far stretch, um but given that you are also uh, you were first before I was a Final Fantasy MMO player. You know how, like, the shard was split into m- multiple worlds? Yeah. Like, maybe that's kind of what I'm thinking about here. Like, this is, it says a parallel world. So maybe this is, like, the other world's idea of what Japan should be. And that's why they're trying to conquer this, like, indecent, vile other Japan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe. Yeah. When I, without reading the spoiler, the synopsis, I thought it was just like, oh, different people in, Akihab- in, in Japan are more prudes and more Akihabara <laughs> style.
0: This is kind of reminding me of that one show. What's it called? The one where they the they wear the panties on their faces? Oh,
1: Shimoneta.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, reminds yeah. me of that.
1: That was a good show.
0: Is this show as good as that yet? No. No?
1: <laughs> no. That, that one was silly, but it also had like, it really did have a story.
0: This one you're not quite sure what's going on.
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure where it's headed like thematically.
0: It's still kind of confusing who the invaders are, like why are they fighting? What are they fighting over?
1: I thought they just didn't didn't like uh, idols and robots and stuff. They didn't like Yeah, fun. like
0: like you, I thought it was just sort of these prudes against everything <laughs> that's deemed otaku or everything that otaku represents, right? Yeah. And then like you I was sort of less impressed by the idol arc, which basically felt like another flavor of the first girl. And so I just don't know what they're going to do for the future. Are they just going to keep having different slices of nerdum? Like, are we going to have a gaming arc next? Or, like, what else could they do?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that would be, that would make sense, I guess. But Like, how many
0: girls is he going to team up with? right because apparently they need to recover their hearts after these battles
1: right? <laughs> yeah and the first girl she just like literally stayed in her room this entire arc right
0: she was just pouting the entire time i felt like she just wanted to host to just come hang out with her
1: yeah <laughs> and she's
0: supposedly supposed to be refreshing her heart but like uh, they basically just replaced her so i, I don't blame her
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's weird and the main character, this is I thought he would be interesting because he's like this hostess. He likes to trick people. Mm-hmm. But he never really, he just kind of like does what other people tell him to. That's
0: what I was going to say is that he's kind of a chameleon and that he was sort of interesting at the start, like you said. But then basically what ends up happening is that he just conforms to whatever girl he's with. Right, like, oh, hey, exactly. he supposedly likes this mecha show and has the the jingle on his phone, so that's how he pairs well with Rin. And then the second one, like, I don't know what the connection is because I never said that he liked idols, but he becomes her producer, right? And he like <laughs> cheers her on and turns into whatever she needs him to be. Yeah, and is he going to do that for every one of the other girls?
1: Yeah, I don't even understand why because he like at first refused to be a producer. Right. And then suddenly he's all in, and it doesn't make sense. I think it would be way more interesting if, instead of just going along with it, he like has some motivation, like he wants to get money like his friend. And then he just manipulates these girls with all his skills. And they think he's like really loves idols, but then behind her back, he'll be friends like, "Oh, I can't stand." I mean, isn't
0: that what is motivating him? Is the money? Because his friend keeps like raising the amount of money he owes him.
1: Maybe, but it's not really clear. No, it's not. It is,
0: and it's not very convincing either.
1: (laughs) No, it's not.
0: But I kind of feel like the world God only knows, right? How, like, he was Hmm. outwitting the different girls to get them to fall in love with him, to have them believe that he loves them. Like, I kind of wish you could see that here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Except, like, even more malicious character. Yeah. I love evil.
0: (laughs) Um... Drago, I'm a little concerned by that statement. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's a shame, because these were both so promising at the start. Or, like, they seemed promising at the start. I still doubt that about Amon. But Rumble Garandals seemed more promising at the start than it turned out to be later on in these later episodes. And I'm at four of twelve. I think there's five out right now. So, thankfully, this is just a single core, which I could easily see it being just a single core. Yeah, But I'm just not excited about either of them anymore.
1: No, it's a shame.
0: Yeah.
1: But there there's some other shows i'm still excited about this season unfortunately
0: all right well why don't we go ahead and wrap up with that like what else are we excited about this season
1: well i'm excited about heike monogatari
0: oh yeah i still need to watch that
1: i only watched the first episode the problem is like i saved the one i'm most excited for for last
0: yeah i know you do that and then it makes it it hard to be like we can't talk about it until the very end and then we end up just including it in our end review
1: no, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> well, did you, did you watch it yet?
0: No, I haven't. That okay, one, and there that was that other show you told me about that you yeah, wanted it to watch. Yeah, Usama
1: Ranking. I've also yeah. only watched the first episode of that. Dang
0: it. I need to get on those.
1: Oh, and you converted me to a big Tesla Note fan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's so <laughs> I good. I did something right.
1: You're right, yeah.
0: It's so good, but so bad, right?
1: Exactly, but it's very <laughs> entertaining. Like, yeah, if, if anyone in either of these shows had half the personality of that dumbass girl and <laughs> boy, it would, would be, be far great. more
0: entertaining, right?
1: Yeah, it's like bad, but they have personality. They've got a lot of personality.
0: It's like those reality shows where they're just horrible, but the people are so fascinating. Exactly. Uh, another show that I think we're both really into is Platinum End.
1: Yeah, I also only watched the first episode because I'm so excited. You're so
0: really. It's still fun. I, I've watched a few in. I'm like four or five in. Oh, nice. And I'm still enjoying it.
1: And same with uh, Sakugan. I'm excited for that too.
0: That's one that, like you, I've been actually kind of holding back on it. I feel like I kind of want to marathon it when it's all out.
1: Okay, good. I'm not the only one. There's a lot of uh, good future Kaiseki anime episodes to look forward to.
0: Yeah, and including also Isekai. I think we've got a good number of Isekai, and just like playing out fantasy, like the one about the hero who was banished. That one's good too.
1: We do. Uh, by the way, it turns out that Muv Love is an Isekai. What? We'll have to Hi. discuss further in our Isekai okay. episode.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot in our future then. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast, or on our individual accounts at Drago underscore Kun and at AnimeBNB.
1: Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time.